Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. This is Don't Miss This. We move through the scriptures bit by bit. This year we've been doing the Old Testament, but we get to the very, very end and it's a Christmas lesson. Um, and next week starts the New Testament, believe it or not. We're so excited. So, We're a little sad to see the Old Testament go because we love it. He'll come again. Yes. He'll but the New Testament, oh, the stories. And really, we've said this before. I know, I know, I know, I know. But, so forgive, but I'm going to keep saying it, forgiveness or not. Um, knowing the Old Testament yep. just is going to like, it warms up your heart for the New Testament. It's almost like you lived it. You lived Advent. You lived the anticipation. Yep. You lived the hope. You saw the struggle of the people. So if you already love the New Testament, you're about to love it double. Yeah, because think about this, like Mary and Joseph, like these are their people, like their ancestors. These are the stories they grew up on. And so that's kind of what we're leaning into a little bit with this Christmas lesson because it's Old Old Testament Christmas is is what it is. And so you guys, let's finish the timeline right here. I want to get a little teary right now. Um, Should I like make it a really dramatic putting on of this, but number, spot number 52, week number 52, is this beautiful Christmas picture that I now have hanging in my house by Eva Timothy of uh, Christmas morning, mm. this little shepherd boy, you can't see it super well, reaching over the it's so manger cute. looking at baby Jesus. It's on, It might be my most favorite pic- Christmas picture in the history of the planet. And we kind of want you to be thinking about that little shepherd boy for our whole lesson today. That's what we want you to have in mind. And we like that it's just this little boy because um, the bedtime stories that he would have grown up on are the stories that we just read. Like those are the ones he would have picked from. It was time to go to bed and he said, mom, tell me about the this story or tell me about David and Goliath or tell me these are the, they would have grown up on these stories, stories of, and in particular stories of looking forward to a Messiah, a Messiah, yeah, coming. A Messiah that was going to come. And we look forward now in our lifetime to Christmas. I'm sure your kids do where you just, you know, it's Christmas because things start happening, right? The tree goes up, stockings get hung, the music changes. Like there's so many things that happen that help us to anticipate Christmas is coming. Um, When I was growing up, I knew it was Christmas because the very first Sunday of December, my mom would pull out for family home evening this cute basket that she had and it had all these felt things in it. And there was like a candy cane and a wreath and a bow. And some of you might have had the same thing. It was called the symbols of Christmas. And then, and a candle. And she would pull out the symbol and then read the thing. And you knew the star represented this and the wreath represented this and the bow represented this. And you just knew Christmas Mm. was coming. And we would give that talk in primary every year. Somebody (laughs) got to take the basket of the felt symbols and give the... Christmas is coming, symbols of Christmas. So this year when we were talking about the Christmas lesson, we started talking about if you were an Old Testament child, 
what would you have been anticipating? Like, what would that have been? Because you didn't even know about Christmas yeah, yet. Yeah, what felt basket would the mom yeah, have brought have pulled out? pulled out yeah. and been like, this, these are the symbols of Christmas. So we were like, that's so fun. Let's make an Old Testament symbols of Christmas basket, which ended up turning into a bag. Because then we started thinking about that cute little shepherd boy who was just waiting for this Messiah to come, who he didn't know, really. And what was he anticipating? What was he waiting for? So we wrote this book, and you can get this book and use it if you like to kind of teach in a story and you want to show pictures or you want to add a Christmas book to your Christmas book collection or something like that. If you don't have the book or don't want to get the book, we are going to put the symbols and the scriptures all together um, in the newsletter so you can still teach this lesson and have this experience um, with or without. Yeah, either way. Yeah. If the book helps you, great. If you just want a printout that will walk you through it, it will also work. And and this is going to be fun because it's fun if you're just a couple, if you're studying alone, if you teach the 14, 15-year-old Sunday school class, if you're doing it for a young women's group or like a, a combined young men, young women's activity, if you're doing it with your kids at home or like I did it with my grandkids and then it was so cute. They walked around with shepherd bags for three days afterward because they loved it so much. Yeah, I lost that little bag, but it doesn't really matter. Oh, it's right oh there, there it is, this little bag. So what's cool about the symbols is you can either talk about the symbols or you can get little physical representations of the symbols and people can actually keep a little bag if you want or something like that. So that's kind of how it is. We're looking at the different symbols that would have kind of what is it that we're looking for? And that's what the little book's about, by the way. It's this little shepherd boy whose name is Micah because of that scripture in Micah chapter five that we did a couple weeks ago. But Did we do it? Let's do it again. Cause I, oh, yeah. we will. Yeah. We will oh, it's actually. On here. It's, it's on here. On here. Yeah. So um, one of the things that my little Jones asked before when I tuck him into bed every night is he says, um, what should I dream about? Or what should I think about? And every night I have to give him and Caleb something to dream about and something to think about and look forward to. And I always pick something exciting or something hopeful because it's Jones started asking me that question because he has bad dreams. And so he wanted me to give him something else to replace the bad dreams with. And so I gave him things that were exciting and I give him things that are hopeful and things that he would anticipate. And so that's actually how the book starts out with this little boy who asks his dad, what should I dream about? And the dad does the same thing that all dads do. And he gave his son something hopeful and something joyful and something to anticipate. And in his day, it was um, a, coming a coming Messiah. All of a sudden, he was about to be Messanta. He was I about to be something that. so like great. Um, that is what he gave him, something to look forward to. And that's what all these symbols are, is there something to anticipate, something of good news, something to look forward to. And the very first one that he gives him is a star. And um, the dad would have known that from a scripture in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, that says, I shall, I shall see him, but not now. I behold him, but not yet. A star shall come forth out of Jacob. That means that family of Israel. A scepter shall rise. And stars, you know, represent leadership and guidance and navigation for them in, in those times. He's like, that is something that you can look forward to, but also reminds him he will be more than just a star. So if you're going to pull this together um, with your class or with your kids, you might want to just gather in your house little symbols. 
then you would stick into their bag. That's what my kids were desperately wanted to do. Oh, and I thought you were about to say bag. Micah. You said my kids oh, because my that's kids. what the little <laughs> shepherd boy does, does in the book. In the book. He puts... But my little grandbabies wanted to put everyone in the bag. And so the first one would be the star. And again, make sure you notice that there is a symbol, but the symbol represents what the lesson is that the dad and what the scriptures are trying to teach us. So the second one is going to come from Isaiah 40, verse 9. And it says, Zion, that bringeth good tidings, get thee up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, behold your God. And we love the thought of this choir of angels that we're going to bring this good tidings that we read about in Isaiah. Um, but we also know he would be more than just a song. The next one is that scripture from Micah chapter five, verse two, but thou Bethlehem from out of thee, though thou be little yet out of thee shall come forth unto me. That is to be ruler in Israel. And we just love that idea that Bethlehem was such an ordinary off the map city. Like it just wasn't significant. It didn't have the strongest army. And yet out of that insignificant place, God performed the miraculous. And we chose for that symbol, by the way, a pomegranate. It's a, one of the most popular fruits in um, all of Israel. And it's something that would have been just sold, an ordinary fruit at an ordinary market. But remember, he will be more than just ordinary. The next scripture comes out of Psalm 72:10, and it says, The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents, the kings of Sheba, and they shall offer gifts. And we love the thought of those three kings who come that were bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But you want to remember he would be more than just a gift. This scripture everyone knows and loves, and you'll want to sing along from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This olive branch to remember that title of him being peace personified. But remember, he will be more than just peace. The next scripture comes from Isaiah 40, verse 11. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead them. And we love this thought of this shepherd. And we chose just this wool to represent what a shepherd might be. But remember, he will be more than just a shepherd. And it's so neat because this next one is like how he is both of these things at the same time, that he can be so soft and tender. But also this scripture from Psalm 8 two: the Lord is my rock and he is my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation and my high tower. And we have a, a rock, of course, that we picked to represent that idea of him being a fortress of him being a stronghold. But remember, he is more than just a fortress or more than just strength. Uh, the next one comes out of Psalm 23, a psalm that is really familiar to you. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we love the thought of this staff of protection, but he will be more than just protection. 
Um, this next one is another favorite in Isaiah 61, verse 3. It's a scripture the Savior, remember, will quote and recite to announce his ministry. And one of the things he says, I will come to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. This idea of this is a little oil thing that represents that promise. I will replace those things that are broken and hurting with things that are joy. But remember, he is more than just joy. This one comes from Psalm 18:28. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. But remember, he will be more than just light. You remember throughout the whole Old Testament that lambs were brought to the temple for, um, for an offering. And Numbers 28.3 says, This is the offering by fire which you shall offer to the Lord. Male lambs a year old without blemish. And we got this little lamb to represent that offering that Christ offered himself in all ways. But most particularly, he offered his whole life as a, as a substitute and a sacrifice for sin, as a symbol of um, that offering and gift that brought about redemption and, and forgiveness. But remember, he will be more than just this offering. Um, the last one comes from Isaiah, and it is one that is familiar to you. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel is one of our favorite names of Christ. It means God with us. And we love the thought that he chose to come down to a stable, um, to be born into a pile of straw, to be in a place that would feel so familiar to a shepherd boy. And that thought that he would come as a baby and experience everything that we would experience. But remember, he would be more than just a baby. And it's neat to consider that people actually got to experience Emmanuel coming into their story, Mary and Joseph and the kings and, 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 and these shepherds. They got to experience God with us. And it's neat to think about that we get to do that also. We get to like watch for and experience um, God with us. This little book ends, by the way, which... You may have guessed with those, that little shepherd boy and his dad being some of the shepherds that get to run to the stable on the night Jesus was born. And it ends by saying, their steps slowed as they neared the stable. Remember, Micah's father whispered, he will be more than just a baby. Micah clutched his treasures close and believed. He knew this baby would be more than just a star, more than just a song, more than just one from ordinary Bethlehem, more than just a gift more than just a prince, more than just a shepherd, more than just a rock, more than just a staff of protection, more than just the oil of joy, more than just a light, more than just a lamb. He reached down and took a piece of straw and placed it in his bag to remember. Baby Jesus would be all of these. The Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us in each of our stories, everything he hoped for and more. One of the things that we love about this story is that each of these individually are amazing gifts, but all of them together is what makes Christmas Christmas because it's what makes Christ Christ. And we think it would be really awesome, this is what we're going to do in our families, is to have our kids go through and pick 
Which one of these has he been for you this year in your story? Has he brought light? Has he been strength? Has he brought protection or peace or guidance or good tidings? What have you experienced? And maybe you will do that with your classes or with your family or whoever you love to study with is let each of those people just take a few minutes to consider how he has shown up in their story this year. And maybe let everyone go around and just share which of these symbols of Christmas has been most important to them this year. Um, We're really excited to show you our Christmas guest this year. Every year we invite a guest to celebrate this Christmas episode with us. And this year, extra meaning for me because I had the opportunity earlier this year to be invited to write a Christmas song. And I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. So it was such a treat to show up and be able to spend some time together talking about my favorite topic in the world, Christmas, but also Jesus. And so we want to just bring Gentry here together with us. And we're going to talk a little bit about that song and about Jesus and about those shepherds who maybe got to experience that very first Christmas and maybe how we can experience him in our story this year. So here's Gentry to talk about writing that song. And then right after that, we will show you that song put together from footage that The Chosen graciously lended for us to be able to make this um, music video. If you're looking for it, just to share only the music video, we'll put the link to it um, in the newsletter. Yeah, or you can search Love is Alive Gentry, and it will just come right up on YouTube, but it'll be right at the end of this video. You'll be able to watch it. Okay, here we are with our special guest this year for Christmas. We're, We're so excited. I, yeah, I was about to have a jinx with you on that one, <laughs> but, but I, I gave up. Okay, this is Gentry, who we told you we were going to bring, and now here they are in Ta-da. real life, like just so right fun. here, all of them. And, you know, we were just talking about those symbols for Christmas, and, and in the Old Testament, they would have anticipated, and they would have looked forward to it, and they would have had that thrill of hope as they look forward to Jesus actually coming. Well, that's something that people actually experience. Like the book is fake, but it's based on a real story of people who actually got to experience that Christmas. They looked forward to it and then it happened. And these beautiful people um, wrote and then they're going to sing. They already did. We're going to show it to you. A song about those people who experienced that Christmas for the first time. One of my favorite parts is um, as we listen to this song, the shepherd running as he goes to be able to see the baby Jesus for the very first time. And we've talked to other people who have seen this video who said it just, it felt like it was me. It felt like that limping shepherd who was all dirty and just weary was me coming into the stable. And I love the thought that for each of us, We all anticipate that moment where we will get to have that one-on-one experience with Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I think it'd be awesome just to hear from y'all and just say like, man, what is it in that song? Like, what's your one line? What's your, what's your moment? What's your, what do you connect with most from that experience? And we just go in any order that you want. Yeah, I'll I'll start. I, so Stephen, um, when he was writing this, the song and kind of just like working through it in, in his mind musically, 
he sent us the, the beginning motif that the piano does. And he's like, it, it feels like something like love is alive or something like that could work here, which I thought was so perfect because it just sounds like things are like coming to life, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you think about like Christ coming and the light of Christ, that that, that gets infused into everything around mm -hmm. us. Like it makes everything come alive. And so that to me, like just resonated immediately. And then, and then we were able to sort of like pull in all the other elements um, from that kind of foundation. So that was fun. I think for me, I, you know, I'm not in gentry and I'm, I just was kind of like the actual shepherd, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone else was making something so beautiful. And I was so lucky when Stephen asked if I wanted to come and to help write and to be in that little room um, as we were going through lyrics. And I remember being a little nervous to participate because I was like, I don't really know what I offer, but then I had said, I really love the title Emmanuel. That's my favorite name for Jesus. And so we figured out a way to put that. And I think then when the music video happened and, and we could hear Emmanuel come in as well, that moment to me just always speaks, yeah, speaks to my heart to remind us that God is with us. I and that, that is what Christmas is really about. Mm. Um, I think for me, uh, aside from kind of what I was, which Casey shared about love is alive, which really speaks to me about uh, God and love bringing to life things that were once dead. Um, I also like that um, the song talks about different perspectives. And the, I guess the older I get, the more I value uh, somebody's different perspective looking at the same thing. Mm. And so even if it's the birth of Jesus, looking at that and, and seeing something different than I see, and expanding what I can see by listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I'll just share this. I was able to participate a little bit in the initial edit of the music video. And it's interesting that you said that about Emmanuel because originally I just planned to include um, the, the, the baby crying in that moment, but it was a happy accident, or was it that Emmanuel was said before that? Mm -hmm. So that's especially you shared that. And I too feel like the shepherd limping often, you know, I just feel so grateful that he came down to lift me. So he came down to lift us is my favorite lyric mm -hmm. in that, in that uh, song. Now I've got six people staring at me. So I guess <laughs> right you know, when, when Emily reached out to us, um, obviously you guys wrote the song months and months ago, but it, I think it'd be interesting for those watching to know that this music video was not months in the making. We, we made this decision a week ago. And when, when you called us, my initial reaction was like, we don't have time for this. But you pushed and you said, no, 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 we need to do this. And there were all these mini miracles schedule-wise that, that, that somehow we were able to make it come together. And then uh, on top of that, the, the footage from The Chosen, which in, in full admission, I've, I've never seen the, the Chosen. I know it's wildly popular. But there was something about... But he's about to. I yeah, am. I'm about to. Yeah. I'm about to. It's amazing. Um, there's something about the grit of the footage, the, the raw and real nature of it, that just really resonated with me. I mean, you see the pain, the anguish, the discomfort, and just the reality of some of these humble people. You know, you mentioned the shepherd limping, like giving every ounce of strength that he had to get there because it was the only thing that mattered to him in that moment. And I, I'm so excited for everybody else to get to experience that in their own way. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the beauty of, of Christmas. That's the beauty of that name of Christ that's actually our favorite too, Emmanuel, that um, God with us, he came down into our brokenness 
into our limping stories. And, yeah, into our mess. Right, and he, and he made it come alive. Like he's love personified, born on Christmas Day. So we're so excited yeah. for y'all to see this uh, video. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Chosen yet weary, she holds it all in. Each pain reminds her a change is coming. Worn and terrified, she closes her eyes. Faithful yet fearful, caught in the moment.
come and witness love came down to lift us speak joy come and wonder sing praise and remember fear not come and witness love came down to lift us speak joy speak joy come and You guys, it's been so fun to like paint this picture all year long of the God of all of these promises and miracles that now will show up, um, not only Christmas, but as we begin the New Testament study as a baby Emmanuel in the manger. Yeah, God with us in our own stories today. Have a merry, merry Christmas. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.